0: Game yeah, uh, so I I don't watch. Uh, I've never seen Seinfeld. Okay, but, well, that's a huge mistake. <laughs> uh, but my my girlfriend uh, watches a lot of Seinfeld, so I like. Exp- I've started to experience it ambiently, and I and I recently I saw the the famous shrinkage episode. I guess shrinkage originally comes from Seinfeld. Yeah, oh, great episode! Yeah, but okay, but in this episode. It starts by uh, what's his name? The ball, the short George starts with George just trying to pretend to accidentally open the door to like see a naked woman. Okay, George is a fucking like scumbag. dude. Like he hears that she's changing and then he's like, I've got an idea and immediately like runs to like open the door. And I was like, wow, you know. A a different time. Well,
1: I think part of why that show works so well is that like they get themselves into like such insanely weird trouble that they kind of have to all be dirtbags that you can be like, it's good that this bad thing is happening to them. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, you know, it's uh, the shrinkage episode. I didn't I didn't realize that was the that was the setup.
1: Yeah, Um, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of important things in our society come from. An episode of Seinfeld that starts with one of the four main characters doing something wildly unacceptable. I don't know why, but like it just seems so like
0: I remember my college dorm roommate watched a lot of Seinfeld. It just always seemed like so boring to me, but you know maybe maybe as I'm growing older i'm I'm
1: starting to appreciate the the lines and the trees. well, I think with Seinfeld, it's like it's boring in the sense that very few like. Things that if described, step by step happened would be interesting, you know, like very like it's like there's an episode where Jerry has a hard time getting some soup. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, the the events themselves are very interesting, but there's like a lot of really fun and weird detailing to the characters and the joke writing. And I'd like to think
0: that's what this show is like, too. But no, it's, it's not.
1: We've been better about our jokes and details lately, but I it's, we don't really do anything interesting still. So there is that problem. And, you know, we're not and we're, and we're around even less. What has it been two or three weeks? Yeah, well, sort of um, because Anchor switched to Spotify for podcasters uh, while um, it's still anchored on. It's, it's wait, what is it now The it's still anchored on FM is still a thing you can go to. But the dashboard is now Spotify for podcasters. Spotify for podcasters yeah and so because they did the web redesign while I had an episode queued to upload the episode never actually uploaded until recently wait wait, so there's even less episodes than I thought no it's up now Rowdy called me and was like why isn't that episode you promised me would be up up and I was like what are you talking about And then I went to go check it and I looked at the website and it was like, welcome to Spotify for podcasters. And I was like, there's a lot of there's a lot of rebrands going on. I don't know. And what what do I say in the ad now? We still say Anchor.fm. I checked. I checked the ad copy.
0: People are still listening to the Jared Bauer Kingdom Hearts three episode. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at I'm looking at stats now, folks, folks, they're they're
1: bad they're bad stats yeah we took a dip for a second i thought we were bouncing back recently maybe that was not as recently because my sense of time is lost i think it'd be great if we just uh if we never bounced again i'd love to see it come back what's our analytics like we have analytics now yeah i mean that's this makes sense because we had this big dip but like when we're releasing more regularly we do just generally get like you know i don't i don't i don't care because you know we have 117 like Spotify followers. That's new. You can tell by the word new and big blue letters underneath it. Maybe this is maybe this Spotify
0: for podcasters is the is the new breath of fresh air this show needed. Um, I don't like the new layout, though. It's just like more tabs and worse colors, and that's the only difference. Yeah, and there's and I I like saying an anchor. There's no anchor anywhere anymore. It's just gone. I don't see anchor. It, there's anchor when you log in, folks. We're adrift. We are lost at sea. That's what happens um, when you don't have an anchor. Yeah, and they brought they were on the ark, and they brought t- just two Game Boys to repopulate the gamers and that's because they didn't understand
1: how repopulation works
0: (laughs) (laughs) you just need two of everything
1: (laughs) yeah exactly you know and then it's just osmosis (laughs) i heard i was listening to uh one of my favorite podcasts stop podcasting yourself um they do a segment called overheards where like they just talk about things they overheard or saw out in the world And I mention this only because one person described seeing a a pair of teens at the mall wearing matching black hoodies. And the girl's hoodie said, "Uh, I'm in love with and committed to a gamer. And then the dude's hoodie just said, I'm the gamer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah, I like, you I like that. I like that. that. I like that the woman's is way busier. I, I, also, like there's there's a, a, I also like that the lot woman's more setup. The woman's doesn't work <laughs> if the guy's not there. Really? Yeah. And the guys is always like, it's I'm the gamer. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can just at any time. <laughs> uh yeah couples costumes that's pretty good yeah just at the mall um, on like a wednesday then which is you know mm-hmm. that's that's a new level or that's not a new level but it's a weird level that people I, should reach I think less often i
0: think that's sort of the new meta that we should have really jumped on with this show is is that you know all the other all the successful podcasts these days are just putting the mic in front of strangers faces and saying what do you think like no one has any individual thoughts or interesting things to say so it's not it's just like oh you're walking by whoa who are you and and that seems so much easier doesn't it like uh then i don't know coming up with something on the spot yeah
1: i mean the real thing we should do is get back to dming about our rundown for the show before we start recording more often that helped that was good to do yeah yeah that's true i mean that was a good but, habit you know, but we're busy people we have lives
0: what's the well the the what's the best version of the show the, the correct answer is for the show to be over but the, what's the second best version uh is it a, a loose format it could be about anything or is it is it a dedicated rundown warlocks goes, so what have you been playing this week griffin
1: um fair you you read the rundown usually when we did this that's true. Um, because we knew that me doing it would be bad. We, agree, we agreed. on the, we, we can, we, That was a, a, a consensus we had. <laughs> um, I think the best the best version of the show is uh, we have a guest. They try to talk about the thing they the want guest. to talk about. The, they, they try to talk about the thing they want to talk about. We both keep derailing it. Uh, we need guests again. Yeah, the Henry episode was fun. The- but then we need a real
0: time. We need like we need we need to uh, we need a set time every week where we do the show, so then we can say, okay, who's the guest this week? Well, the goal is the to make time. that
1: be Thursday so that we can then stream after. We've as we've discussed, That's, we just haven't <laughs> executed that plan yet. But we do. That's true. That's true. I'm that. Plan- I, I'm just if we start at like eight o'clock here, I'm
0: just so tired, and I just haven't unlocked the power of naps. So I just, I'm just so fucked up by that time. How, how can I do this? Cause by that time I've had like five pots of coffee.
1: But yeah, no, I mean, it would be good if we start doing the show slash stream and we're having some guests on, uh, playing some new things, getting some, getting spicy. I think it'd be fun. We got good opinions. We've been better. We've been having better opinions. We've been having better tangents lately. I think the quality of the show, aside from sort of the fact that it's incredibly ramshackle right now has been improving meaningfully in the past couple of months. Um, the problem is that you know, we've been really sort of like, we both kind of roll into the show either out of bed or after work and are both like, what time is it? Who am I? And I don't what's happening to me. Yeah. That, that is, that's, that's how I've
0: been feeling lately. What is happening to me? Cause you know, I'm 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 in a weird space gaming wise. I'm mainly just playing Overwatch Two. There's there I mean I'm playing Chained Echoes, which we'll talk about. But oh, yes. um, I I've been in a weird space where where gaming has felt maybe like I don't know like a glass half empty. Uh, in terms of like even the games that like seem fine or might be fun, everything seems so just like seen it before nothing feels fresh and new and even the new stuff that we're looking forward to like the big games of this year are going to be breath of the wild 2 which looks like breath of the wild one and another spider-man game which is it looks like the last one it feels like it's like
1: am i ever going to fall in love again with a game this is why you got to start living like me a sentence that's almost never true <laughs> um but playing old games and weird indies is where you're going to find the stuff that feels fresh and weird. That's true. That's true. I've got Rampa on my list
0: of to-dos. Um, uh, dangled, and I did just Dangle Grandpa. Dangle Grandpa. And I'm really excited to figure out what's going on with his grandpa who has such a long saga about him. Uh, I'm excited to do that, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Just like, do you... Do you vibe at all? Do you feel that in the air a little bit? Just obviously I'm talking about new games and just like the state of modern games. No. And
1: that's a big part of why I play games the way that I do and pick the games that I play is mm-hmm. because like, I can, there's so many dogs. Yeah, I think, I think someone just came out of the garage coming out of the garage I, and I've been doing, I've been doing just fine. Man, I, I got waking some up, loud dogs and coming out of the garage <laughs> and I woke up all the dogs I, uh,
0: that, this reminds me of the recent chainsaw manga stuff, but
1: you're not up to date. I'm not, but I did finish the show. The show is so good. Nice. uh oh, Speaking of that, we'll have to get to Attack on Titan in a sec. But to answer your question, to get back. Oh my this, god!
0: Wow. Okay. So there is stuff to talk about this episode. Yeah, there's stuff right. to talk about.
1: But um, to, <clears> to answer your question, I totally agree. I mean that that's why like I'm constantly scouring weird indie RPG websites and like weird indie puzzle game websites and downloading old games to my steam deck and exploring all this other stuff because new games, like there really are just like a couple of formulas. There's like, there's this thing and this isn't true just in um video games. This is true in media. Generally that there's this like instinct from a marketing angle that like the thing that people mo- mo- like the most right now is the thing that they're always going to like forever. And so until a new type of game takes off, it's just going to be the same kind of thing as the tentpole things. And it's very frustrating, right? Like it's there's not it's there's not this idea that you could spend less on a game from a big company and just get a niche audience and then roll with it and instead it has to be giant spend which means giant appeal which means giant like which means like the most sanded down sort of accessible version um which is rough i mean i'm looking forward to final fantasy 16 because square enix has like a really defined style like i'm liking octopath traveler 2 that was a big release but as far as, like, stuff that really makes me like, whoa, this is so weird, there was Hi-Fi Rush, that was really cool. Um, And there's other stuff, but for the most part, it really is, like, this is why I mostly play indies and old games, is that, like, that's where you're more, I'm most likely to be like, whoa, weird, never thought I'd see that in a video game. Yeah, I, I mean i certainly that's where
0: certain artistic surprises are going to happen but yeah i don't know just um maybe it's okay because i've just gotten to really focus on overwatch 2 that's been going really great uh you know game, the game is in uh best state it's ever been in this week they just released at released one punch man skins the game's just firing on all cylinders wow. so um, you um, know overwatch the be around for a while yeah. Is it's go. gonna be around for a while. And their uh Fortnite just did uh, Attack on Titan skins. So
1: things are going well. Yeah, that sounds like see, and I mean we love to see Attack on Titan or uh, uh oh yeah, Attack on Titan and One Punch Man skins. That's how you know a game's getting good is when they're doing real trendy skins. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What should we talk about first? Let's do Attack on Titan, man. Okay,
0: yeah. Uh two thumbs way, way up. I didn't realize it had come out uh, the night it came out. And I woke up that morning to a bunch of tweets of people tweeting about it. And then I was like, Oh, no. Uh, And uh, watched it at like, 8am in the morning, uh, on like a Saturday or a Sunday. And yeah, it's weird to experience really good art that early in the morning and be like crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what a what a way to just be like sonically changed for the rest of a day, just vibrating on frequencies. Yeah, this was a very good. I don't know what to call it. TV movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically there's no OVA, right? Like O V A. That's what they call them. When that stands for. Um, not actually sure i've just used the phrase a lot because i i know it's like i know that it's a, a, what they call anime movie things but original video animation
0: mm. okay yeah it was about an hour long and i guess that they're gonna release another hour later this year
1: and then the third hour later wait really i think so and there's three there's three i think so right get the fuck out maybe no, there's wrong. two there's two let me
0: see there's two no, no no this is this is the final one um no there's just no way
1: uh <laughs> I'm let's just sit here mark.
0: and look it up but no it's also hard to
1: look up because there's a lot of conflicting yeah, and, info and secrets they keep a lot of stuff secret
0: yeah but uh while you're doing that yeah i was um i was blown away by the just the raw animation and talent and style there it's like it's nice that they spent more time on this and put more money into it because everything that you love about the current animation is just like fifteen to twenty percent enhanced even more yeah, um there's only two. slight slightly bigger budget yes knew it um the performances just uh everything everything is really really good i don't really know if we want to get into specifics or just talk pretty generally about it because
1: i mean why don't we why don't we do a little why don't we do a little spoiler cast because i think we should get into specifics it's good there's just one episode like either you watch or you didn't it'll take you an hour to watch it if you want to pause and go look at it um let's let's get into it um yeah i fucking loved it there's some really crazy lines in it which is something i always count on attack on Titan for. Like the part where uh Gene tells Aaron when they're in like the weird mind meld, and he's like, You don't have to commit genocide on our behalf <laughs> It's, like such a funny weird line. Um I love that. Or like Armin being I like think the most
0: the most heavy handed thing of the show and probably was is this like random general who's announcing stuff on the intercoms in the last third of this episode right and they're on like the mountain plateau and he's like sorry guys uh in case anyone missed it these are the themes of the show and this is why all this is happening and it's
1: like who are you (laughs) yeah it's like it's like they seem like a like a redditor got on the mic It's like they just realized they couldn't get Sasha's dad back into the show to do his job of like being the moral center. And so they just had some other old guy get on the mic and be like, here's what he'd say. Yeah. And
0: it's like, I'm sorry, dude, get off your high horse a little bit. I don't know. It seemed like definitely seemed like a major theater kid moment of this random character grabbing the mic and just very heavy handedly laying out the show's pretty explicit themes
1: yeah i mean i thought it worked okay because of the train ride that led up to it It was all these like marleyans like thinking about the cost of all this to them and like their lives and so having him put them i'll be like i can't believe this is what the world is now and then having him pop up and be like why can't you believe it we fucked it up so bad um like makes sense as like a moment but just having it be just some guy is very weird yeah
0: so, I don't know. Um, I really liked the the Hanji stuff. Oh, the Hanji uh, stuff was unreal. Yeah, I feel like her final moments were really special. And uh, Hanji's always been a, one of my favorite characters on the show because um, it's, a, it's like a certain type of person who's like been kind of thrust into a leadership position that they didn't really necessarily want. Um but now have like this kind of like they 're they 're unfortunately like the most capable person in the room for it, but like at her heart, she always came at problems with like a curiosity and like a love uh, an interest for for titans um but more and more was forced into this leadership role as other people die um and that really took a toll on her because it wasn 't in her nature to be this commander um and and it's really special to see that her like i don't know in her final moments going down fighting she's like in awe of the titans in the way that she was at the beginning of the show when we first meet her
1: yeah and i think there's this thing about it like a big part of this whole of this whole ova and of presumably the final season even the season four is this idea of like that the ways that people sort of assume or assert are the most reasonable ways of looking at the world actually maybe you could use a little bit of a shaking up and she's always been a character who's very much of that type of like a sort of alternate way of looking at things character and then having the end be sort of like her looking at the problem realizing what the parts they need to try and fix the problem that she's not part of it and then be like Armin you have the perspective that's necessary because I had the perspective that was necessary that made me different from Erwin and the other commanders before and now you need to be like the new kind of different and having her be aware of that before she launches into this, like bird watching slash Titan killing trip at the end of her arc um, is like, it, I thought it just worked so well. It was like this perfect way of like passing on her narrative role and like her vibe to other characters, but letting her also cash it out. Um, And I thought that that was just so well done. Uh, flock fucking shooting the plane and then the fucking sequence where like she's doing that while they're patching the plane and everything's happening is it was just so like it's just such great fucking action storytelling where like you show a problem you put a clock on the problem you make people make hard choices and then you try to and then you, you make the audience just watch how those hard choices play out and how they deal with them and like that's just like such perfect storytelling stuff yeah. And it's
0: like, it's those, like, those kind of like basics of action storytelling that they're doing there are like, so not present in so much of American act, current modern action that when you get to see, when you get to see a great action set piece like that, it just, it's fucking awesome. Well, so all that
1: the, stuff is good. Sorry. It's the difference between like in a Marvel movie or a lot of other stuff, they'll be like, if we don't stop the giant squid from crashing into the town, everyone's gonna die and like the only way we know if the squid thing is reaching the town is like this like digital monitor thing that could mean anything and characters are saying it whereas in this it's like they show you the hangar they show you the titans they show you the city and you can see the titans getting closer and closer like you don't have to like depend on characters to know that you like it's just pure geography so like it feels a lot more urgent because it's not this thing where it's like oh, the monitor is starting to is almost at 70% or whatever. It's like, no, I can. There's huge red guys. who are about to step on the airplane. Like, like, I uh, can yeah. see that.
0: Uh, yeah. So um, I don't know. Sorry. I forgot what I was saying.
1: Uh, sorry. It's hard to derail. But yeah, it was it's oh, God. Okay. So the the first section, all that shit is very cool. Um, Aaron's weird relationship to time is really crazy now. That shit is very fascinating to me where he's like, this always was what was going to happen. And actually I had already made all these choices in the future, even though they hadn't happened yet. And he grabs that child to apologize to him for it. that whole sequence yeah. is like really interesting and strange and maybe more than the show needs. Frankly, I don't know if the show needs to like have this thing where it's like time. Is it all happening at once? Does it go backwards? Does time rewrite itself as the future unfolds? Who knows? Um, but it is like a cool thing. Um,
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like, i think i'm so tired of uh like rick and morty multiverse everything everywhere all at once just like all of that shit like no matter like to the varying degrees of success it's just so tired that like any elements of like time travel or like alternate realities like i'm just really worn out on it um but uh with this stuff it seems like so abstract and thematic and like that it's not super necessary to like the plot for me that
1: it's like, it's just abstract enough to not annoy me. Yeah. And I think it plays nicely with this idea that they get at in the second part, which is that like Aaron wants them to succeed and stop him. That he's like giving them the freedom to do that. And he's leaving that possibility open. And there's this idea that like Aaron has this vision of the future and of his own past as like preordained to be this destructive horrible thing. But he doesn't know their deal and he's like hoping that them as a free radical can like liberate him from this like thing he like is committed to but also kind of hates.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh so th- all that stuff's super in- interesting. Uh, to be honest, it didn't really seem like it, it, it very much felt like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one, which is just like a lot of setup. Yeah. Like I mean- in like one cool scene, because not a lot of characters made new choices. It's just like everyone kind of like summing up where they are as a character individually and then arriving at the end for this like final confrontation uh, with Aaron. And then we're assuming part two is going to just be a nonstop fight um until the
1: end yeah pretty much with like god willing some sort of epilogue um if ever if ever a show needed an epilogue my god did you are do you know the ending already in the manga or whatever um i read it like
0: once but i forgot it oh okay um well they've already like they've added flourishes of new stuff um from the manga already and this is just me learning from a youtube video i don't know the manga ending uh but like they even added stuff in this first part that was that was new just like little fleshing fleshing out of moments but nothing that like radically like changed or like altered plot
1: yeah so we'll see but assuming I, I just think that, like, there's two, there's two ways it can end, right? Either the Aaron wins and it's, like, very grim, which is possible, or the the our heroes win. And if our heroes win, it just, like, needs, like, a five years in the future what the world looks like part beat, I feel like. Well, I don't... Maybe, but something about the
0: uncertainty of the future is, like, and still worth fighting for it is, I think, maybe crucial to the heroes. Um, but... You know, I think either way, it's probably a Doomer ending at this point. Uh, I mean, at this point, there was like a crazy genocide. <laughs> like, no there's one's, no no one's
1: <laughs> going to feel good
0: about this at the end. I think that's there's, for sure. Yeah, there's no like walking. There's no happy ending at this point, because certainly not everyone of our heroes that we like are going to survive this next part. I mean, and it's like, uh,
1: Ar- like Armin said, like, I hate the idea of good people. I've killed so many people. <laughs> there's like just everyone's yeah. in, in the implicated in that idea
0: yeah and just like after watching like the just insanity horror of like a real time rumbling like just non-stop massacre yeah it's there's no way to really walk away from this at this point
1: the rumbling scene at the beginning where it steps on the kid <laughs> yeah, is pretty pretty metal really well animated but insanely nasty <laughs> Yeah. Brutal. So 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 brutal.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of grim imagery um in the Titans just like stampeding over uh entire towns and cities. And yeah, they go they show like yeah, people just like being lit on fire from how hot it is, and like other people are like looting and then they get smashed. Uh people are stealing cars and then yeah, it's no one gets away from it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's um pretty nasty stuff but it to go back to like the first thing that you said it looks unbelievable it's so well animated um and i think that's like kind of necessary because they're taking such big visual swings like squishing a kid or hanje exploding or planes flying around these titans or titans crushing cities like you said that if they weren't if they didn't look really good it might really feel kind of silly and like over the top in a way that would take away from like the the sort of emotional impact of it and i think because it like looks so so good it's it it makes these bigger visual swings feel a lot more manageable and like like a lot more poignant yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're definitely giving us the goods um, and it makes sense
0: why it took them so long to do this. Uh, it's not like a normal fucking episode of an anime. So yeah, it's overall, an original video um, animation, baby. It's an original video animation. Uh, oh yeah. My last thought I, I wanted to bring up, this has been a terrible sort of explanation of the episode, but um It seems like uh, the beast Titan, which was like riding on Aaron's back, is not actually the beast Titan um, because Zeke does not agree with Aaron's game plan here. But it appears to me to look a lot like um, the way that the Warhammer Titan could use its um, it's like morphing clay ability. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Which is a Titan that Aaron like already has the power of. So it looks a lot to more to me like some sort of sort of uh puppet basically that he's made.
1: Yeah, the weird Aaron spider mech Titan in the smoke shot was very good.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh very creepy. Um uh love and yeah, it seems like uh There's going to be a lot of stuff happening in the sky at the end of the show. I think that's pretty poignant because the show starts with, uh, you know, looking up at birds in the sky and there's a lot of obsessions about freedom
1: and what freedom means. And the show's like biggest visual thing early on was the three dimensional fighting with the ODM gear. Mm -hmm. So getting back towards that is uh, like makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh, good episode. That's all. That's all I got. Word. Well, you wanna do an ad really quick and then come back and talk about games? Yeah, let's talk about Spotify for podcasters. Not what it's we had, it's not what we have to do. Jesus Christ, it's way longer than the last one. Yeah, we're gonna have to really come up with some stuff to make that one fun.
0: Um I I mean there's no way well, you have to just keep going or you'll get lost in it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 good. You have I'm, glad to, I'm glad they gave us so many examples. So many helpful uh stage directions in that one i, I like it because you know the personal
0: testimony part that's that's really them you know that, that's giving the, us it's improv they're like you know hey add your own little splash
1: yeah put a little personal flair on it Add, bring your pieces of more. F- oh, yeah okay classic so. movie office space what else are we want to talk about? Let's talk games, baby. You're playing Chain Echoes. I love that game. Tell me if you like it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Chained Echoes.
0: It's an RPG that came out last year that Lux played that rec- he recommended on the show. It was always on my radar because it was one of the highest rated games on Metacritic l- last year in general. It, it has been very well reviewed. So I decided to check it out. And yeah. It's it's the real deal. It's just kind of got the sweet mixture of everything. You know, there's a lot of games like this, but when certain games kind of strike every kind of chord correctly, all in the right combination, it still f- kind of feels above and beyond everything else. This feels like a classic Golden Sun style game, and it's really scratching that Golden Sun itch.
1: Um, yeah, Chain Echoes fucking Mega Rocks is the thing about it. Um, it's insanely good. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really liking it a lot. I like the
0: battle system. I like how difficult it is. Um, I like the animation. I like the writing of the characters. Yeah, I just like everything about it. It's pretty much every element is incredibly good, and combining them all together is it's a great game. I'm playing it on Xbox Game Pass. Um, I do regret playing it on the PC because I would like to just sit down with it but that's where i'm at
1: yeah and i think you were saying something that i think i partially agree with but also have some pushback on which is you were like it does a lot of classic jrpg things it doesn't a really high level but it also does has a couple of really important twists on the formula that i think make it really great like the fact that you heal after every fight <laughs> yeah get all your stuff back the way that xp isn't a stat that you collect really it's that or like that you there's one way in which you collect xp in the classic way like there's the sp thing where you level up your skills but then the grimoire Shard stuff where like you collect these stars for beating bosses or beating side monsters or completing these like tasks on this puzzle chart that you that you have to follow instead of just like grinding 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 is really fun and it makes leveling up and character advancement a lot more interesting and exciting like it's not just go to a cave and kill slimes or whatever like you have to follow these specific steps to do stuff and that makes the game a lot more dynamic and a lot and a lot more fresh from moment to moment a lot of the encounters have very like unique ways of defeating
0: the enemies like that like i got trolled on a few times like the ghosts if you use your attack spells your physical spells first then they're going to put up this like physical shield and then you can't damage them at all. So the trick is is to use a magic spell first so they only put up a magic shield and then you can wail on them with physical. Every little encounter as you go through and fight more uh, difficult enemies has just kind of like a fun wrinkle like that. Um, and they're all really elegant, um, but, but really nice and really fun to play against.
1: Yeah, it's really, I think, really smart. Um, in how it does that it's really smart in how it like sets up for like sets up the story and character stakes as well um giving you this big story but really putting you in a lot of different types of situations and tying these characters arcs and narratives together in like big flowy ways i like how much choice it gives you where you want to be and how easy fast travel is and stuff and how it does do a thing where as you unlock abilities, it unlocks areas. So there's a lot of reason to go back to places and see other chunks of it and keep exploring to discover new things. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, every big fight is more exciting and weird than the last, like there's no, it, it at least, and I'm very, like, I almost be the game. I ended, I had to stop for a second. I just haven't back to it, but I I'm like right, right at the end. Um, Almost every big fight feels meaningfully different than the ones before it. And that stays true throughout like hours and hours and hours of gameplay. Like there really is a lot of thoughtfulness to the design of each encounter. I like how the fact that you heal and get your mana back up to full
0: after every encounter means that not only is there's two big benefits to it. The first is that there's a lot of the boring item management stuff isn't as isn't as worrisome and necessary and sort of stat management stuff that kind of slows RPGs down. But on the flip side, it it makes it so that they can design almost every single encounter to really wail on you if you don't pay attention. Yeah. (laughs) So as opposed to like, you know, in an original RPG game where you would do like four or five encounters and they would just kind of chip down an artificial amount of your health and mana and you're slowly getting whittled down just through the volume of battles each battle in chained echoes they can like get your guys down to low health and you can win and then it's not stressful but it keeps the stakes and like the tension like high in every encounter makes them more meaningful
1: yeah it shifts the difficulty question away from like managing your potions and ethers as you go through a dungeon to each individual fight being the thing you're managing.
0: Yeah, so that's really cool. I really like that. And there's a lot of other like things that feel not only like quality of life improvements, but like also add adding more interesting mechanics that, that don't waste your time as much. So yeah, yeah.
1: the overdrive fresh system is awesome. I think as far as a thing mm-hmm. that like one thing, and I say this as someone who like loves fucking turn-based RPGs, one thing on turn-based RPGs that wears on me a little bit is how easy it is to spam the good move like and just be like this is the thing that I do I hit this good move over and over again that's my deal right Um, and because of the overdrive system where you have to consider what type of move you're using and how it interacts with overdrive and how that interacts with your TP and stuff you don't get to just do the same thing every fight you have to like pay attention to those variables and that makes it a little bit more exciting uh, and a little bit more intriguing from fight to fight especially in the context like bosses and stuff Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so I'm about like five or six hours in right now. Uh, You know, there's so many things that I really like about it, so I'm just excited to keep plowing through it. Uh, I I also I love the the art style and the way that the levels build and ways to find secrets, little holes, little cliff that are joined together that you can hop across so many fun things that remind me of like my favorite moments of Golden Sun which is a game I just talk about all the time they should make a new one or just do the fucking remaster shit they've been doing to everything else Uh, but I love all that. And then I also love this like very like Undertale cute animal vibe they have going on too with 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 the art. That like there's just like randomly people who are like dolphins and bears. And it's not, it's just part of it. There's no difference between them and humans. And I and I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that's like a big thing too, is that it, it does a thing that even under that Undertale doesn't try to do. I think it's almost a little bit more ambitious than the Undertale thing, which is that like. It like you said, it doesn't make the animal the cute animal guys like cute in terms of what they do and their tone as characters. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of different types of guys. some are cute, some are weird whatever, but they're all living high stakes real lives in a world with history and suffering and, and interaction uh in a way that is a lot more that's like really compelling and it's a difficult balance to have like a cute little fuzzball who's like, my family is poor, uh, and I've never eaten real food. <laughs> um than it is just have a cute little fuzzball be like i'm gonna give you a hug um mm-hmm. and it really pulls that balance off impressively yeah so there's a lot of cool things about this game uh if you have game pass it's on there right now it's also like 25 um, bucks on playstation so like
0: oh nice not super expensive yeah Highly recommend it, uh, but that, that's chained echoes. Uh, what what else is going on? I, I've been wanting to play this Sons of the Forest game. Uh,
1: because... I've been watching my friends play it.
0: Okay, and what is what's your take? Is it is it too annoying? What's going on? What it looks um, pretty.
1: It looks pretty streamlined and fun. But I will say this is the same group of friends that plays Barrow Trauma, <laughs> and this group plays a lot of like co op survival stuff together. Sure. So yeah. they have like a pretty seamless approach that's great i i want i want that for me for myself
0: hmm uh yeah i mean because the thing is i love i love a really good survival game like raft but there are so many survival games that are just too tedious too time crushing
1: uh and i'm always wondering where certain games fall now everyone seems to be having fun with sons of the forest though so it does seem like it's getting positive reaction from my friend like like then it's mechanically pretty smooth and pretty manageable. Um so I think it's generally speaking uh, been been thought of pretty positively. Um I've been playing a new game also. Cool. Um I've been what playing Wo Long Fallen Dynasty. Oh yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it even though it's got that Sekiro-like combat. I it's not. It's not the same. Anyways, keep going. It's similar though because it is really parry heavy, and it does Newton. They didn't nerf the dodge. Okay, maybe I'll look at. Sell me. Like so, I. It's frustrating for me. Okay, first of all, I'll start with the things that I like about it, and then things that I don't like about it that might make you like it. Um, It just it just seems very Pepsi to my Coca Cola. It's very. I love the Three Kingdoms aesthetic. I always love that story and all those characters and all that weird stuff. Your Mm Sao Sao, Lube, Lubu, Zhang Zhang, all those guys. Um, love yeah. them, love stuff set in that world. Um, and it's it is not easy, it's like a very challenging game. It took force and I a whole stream to get through the prologue. Um, because the we kept getting rocked by the, the final boss of the prologue. But it's it's very parry heavy. It's an extremely parry heavy game to the point where dodging is just not very efficient ever. Okay, and then um, what there's like a, a counter meter, and then it, it like breaks if you parry enough times. Yeah, well, parries, the, it, it does the like the sort of the stagger thing from yours from soft games. Parries are a good way to get the stagger up. There's other ways that are pretty effective also. So it's not just like parry, parry, parry. Like you can hit these magic attacks or heavy right. attacks to get it up, and you balancing that with when you want to parry, when you want to push is like a real part of the game that's cool. Yeah. Um Monster boss design so far has been very sick as far as like the look. And the tension of it. Um, you can it's got a really detailed character creator, so you can make a real freakazoid of a guy, which is what, what we did. Okay. Um yeah, I say it took us the whole stream to do it, but we did spend an hour and 20 minutes on character creation, so it's possible that it was didn't take that that long. But um mm-hmm. it it's really cool. Um, I'm frustrated a little bit because it was so annoying. like so. Dense to do that. I'm not a hundred percent sure when I'm going to download onto my PS5 to play my single player run outside of the stream, but that's okay. um That that's that's fine too. I can always just save the fi- transfer the file over. Um, because like I, I'll be honest, this doesn't seem like your type of game. It's not. I just love the aesthetic and I want to give it a shot. You know, um I really I am, am like a you know because like how far in Sekiro did you get? Yeah, like halfway through Sekiro. Yeah, you didn't beat Kanichiro, right? I don't think so. I think yeah. I got to. You can eat I think that is where I stopped. And I was like, "Holy yeah, he, moly!" That's the that's like the final skill check thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Failed it. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was a super fun little game. Um, I mean, it's not like little, but I thought it was a super fun game, and I liked how it's very. Uh, what's the word for it? Like very. It's very we it's like a weird adaptation of that story but it is like plugging in those guys and putting you in that world in a way that i do appreciate um because i do like those i do like that type of story the story of like you know the the warring kingdoms and stuff um mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I i still think it's pretty cool uh i will it, confess it, 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 is it worth 70 dollars no i'd wait for it to go down in price probably. I will right. confess the big reason I spent money on it, as I've told you already and told people on the stream, is that I got it confused with <laughs> Wukong Black Dino, Black, <laughs> what or trader or whatever, um, which is the game I actually wanted to play. Are you talking about Black Myth Wukong? Yes. <laughs> Wait, uh, when does this come out? It comes out in a, it comes out soon-ish or it got delayed, I think. And you play as a monkey. He yeah, plays the Monkey King, which is like my favorite Chinese mythology. Uh, and i thought they were the same game because i wasn't paying attention where the fuck does this come out wait so there's all these oh this is way more like yeah so that's the one that i thought we were dealing with oh wow monkey man it looks really pretty yeah no everything about it seems fucking mega sick and then i got this game because i was like "Ooh, that's i think that's the same thing I remember so this reading is it the year this. of China souls, China souls, baby. Yeah. They they they're adapting two of the four pillars of Chinese literature into souls. Damn. games. Will they be able to do the red chamber and the plum tree as to souls like games? Who can say When is the black myth Wukong release
0: date? No, 2024. Oh, it got pushed back again. Yeah. Which means probably like, late 2024.
1: Yeah, cuz it was Thank it was supposed you, to come out this year, but I, I, Speaking of pushbacks,
0: let's talk about Starfield being delayed. Starfield delayed once again. Folks, this game is not going to be good unless this is uh, this is like the Cyberpunk or something that's like really good and gets released like trash or something, I don't know. To me, every part of this footage has been bland and the game is like 12 frames per second. I just don't know where where people are getting the juice from
1: yeah i mean it, i think it's just resig- you know todd howard just has the pull right yeah like he it's he's, he that's a name a name people can latch onto and become really invested in i just i just don't, i don't know
0: i mean i'm glad that they're delaying it it's like better for them to like release then mm. than like around final fantasy 16 which is like basically the original release date was going to be around final fantasy 16 and street fighter the new street fighter game so there's like a lot of kind of already big games taking that space and now they can kind of start off the fall like in september or whatever with uh with starfield but i gotta say it's just like this is looking a lot like fallout 76 in terms of like not really sure exactly what it is and it looking kind of like shit and running kind of like shit um yeah i don't i don't know what i don't know what i don't know what to say other
1: than best of luck rats off to you todd howard we'll see what happens (laughs) um yeah i don't know that's that. Uh any other gamer news? Not a ton. Um, I think things have been pretty all quiet on the gamer front for a little bit. I think we're gonna start surging into new stuff kind of soon, I think. But um, but yeah, I think it's uh it's a time to, you know, it's a time to play through the the recent releases, playing through Octopath Traveler, playing Spell Force, Conquest of EO. Oh, I have a controversial opinion.
0: Uh Metroid Prime more like Metroid past her prime that game does not hold up oh really you don't like the remaster I mean it's a good remaster on like the technical level or whatever but this is my first time ever playing the game and I put it down like it's not that good there's a like, I understand why people probably back in the day really, really enjoyed it. It's a lot of iconic vibes. I really like the music. I like the general art style, but the game is just so much backtracking and it's not fun. The majority of the combat is pretty brain dead. So you're not really getting any like fun, like combat juice from the game. So it's mainly just being like, oh, ran into a, ran into a brick wall turn around just over and over again and, and it's just yeah the pace of it is just exhausting
1: yeah it can be a grind i mean that's like the early metroidvania design in general at least with your hollow knight uh the combat is really
0: enriching in hollow knight throughout all of it so there's like something kind of like pulling you through it and keeping you engaged um even when you do hit a hit a, a place you can't really keep going through and have to turn around but, in Metroid Prime, you're just spamming the 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 shoot button. most things die with like one or two shots, and that's about it. uh so yeah, I don't know. doesn't hold up for me. feels like a lot of nostalgia more than uh more than like oh yeah, this game still 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 is relevant
1: yeah that that makes sense. I mean, I think that is sort of the the tension of the sort of how do you put it um Re- the remake cycle the remake cycle yeah <laughs> is it sometimes they they do sort of feel fresh just because the thing that needs a new coat of paint but sometimes the underlying mechanics have really been outpaced by the modern design design philosophies and i and think this, and this is like the year of, of that
0: this is the big year of that too all, all the remakes and remasters you know there were everyone's very excited for resident evil 4 uh remaster and you know what I, i'll probably play it out of curiosity you know i didn't really play that one growing up either but i got a feeling that it's going to be like interesting but still kind of clunky
1: slow i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see um all right. Well, I think that's a good a good spot to top off with some nice negativity about <laughs> the gaming trends. You know what? I want a remaster of uh, Deadly Premonition. Yeah, oh. but it's e- but it's even worse. It's a, a demaster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think well, that's something we could all we could all learn a lot from. <laughs> um, but yeah, why, why don't we call it a day? I'm I got to pee really bad. My allergies are being annoying um to the last couple million people still listening to the show choom
0: room on youtube it's a brand new show go subscribe thank you lux for supporting and being one of our first premium members uh it's it's really exciting what's happening over there choom room on youtube or you can go to any of my social media pages where i'm posting about it uh thank you subscribe and like
1: Uh, and check out slam portal this weekend or yeah on march 18th at twitch.tv slash Slam Portal. It's a good wrestling show. You'll like it, I promise. Shut up. Don't complain about it. It's good. Um, And we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Spotify for for podcasters. (laughs)